Welcome to the STEM Teacher Podcast. I'm your host, John Van Dusen. This is episode 29, Artesian Wells. Artesian wells are really a neat thing that happens that I knew very little to nothing about uh, up until last week when my son James and I actually visited an artesian well, an artesian well that just happens to be about eight miles from my house. Uh, Norway Springs is is pretty famous in the Upper Peninsula for being um, an artesian well, and it's right on the highway. They actually have a little pull-off place. It's about 30 yards off of the highway. You can pull off and go visit this artesian well, and they have uh, a waterfall that comes off the front of it, and on the back of it, they have two pipes. One is uh, much like a drinking fountain type pipe, and one is a great big pipe that you can use to fill up. Uh, we used it to fill up our five-gallon water jug for the camper. So uh, this episode is spurred by that visit, uh, Artesian Wells. And again, I didn't know anything about it until just uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, man, this is really neat how this happens. So first off, an artesian well. It gets its name from the former province of Artos. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Artos in France, where many artesian wells were drilled by monks uh, starting in the year 1126. So I'm not sure how they did that, how they drilled those holes, but that's where the name comes from. It comes from a former French province. So what is an artesian well. Now, we all hear it. You know, you go to the store and you see, oh, this bottled water is artesian. Well, what what does that even mean? How does the water get there? So I'm reading from Wikipedia. So forgive me in advance. I know there's a lot of people out there who uh, don't like Wikipedia for sourcing, but for the STEM teacher podcast, it'll serve just fine. Um, and an artesian aquifer is a contained aquifer containing groundwater under positive pressure. This causes the water level in a well to rise to a point where hydrostatic equilibrium is reached. That sounds really fancy, but here it goes into what how it, how it works. A well drilled into such an aquifer is called an artesian well. If water reaches the ground surface under the natural pressure of the aquifer, the well is called a flowing artesian well. All right. So and there's some great pictures on here that kind of describe what's happening. Um, think of a U-shaped valley. OK, think of a U-shaped valley. And in that valley from high elevation to low elevation to high elevation, there's an, an impenetrable layer where water cannot go through. And then there is the underground aquifer where water is contained. And then below the water is another um, impervious chunk of rock that the water cannot go through. So if that water, think of it as, say, it's 200 feet below the ground at the valley floor. Well, it's going to stay 200 feet below the surface of the earth. But because the valley goes up on both sides, the water goes up on both sides. So the water, you know, on the on the hillside is higher than the water in the valley, if that makes sense. So if you drill a hole in the valley and hit the, go through that impenetrable rock that the water can't go through, you make a hole. So now the water can go through it because the water is higher 
on either side of it or on one side of it in some cases, the positive pressure, the gravity of the water will push the water out of the hole you just drilled to a point where hydrostatic equilibrium is reached. And you can Google hydrostatic equilibrium, but basically it says the water will go as high as the water is on the sides. That's kind of how the picture shows it. So to understand all of that, now that you have kind of the big picture, um, continuing again from Wikipedia, it says an aquifer is a geologic layer of porous and permeable material such as sand and gravel. Limestone or sandstone, though, which water flows is and is stored. An artesian aquifer is contained between impermeable rocks or clay, which causes this positive pressure. Not all aquifers are artesian. For example, water table aquifers occur where the groundwater level at the top of the aquifer is at equilibrium with atmospheric pressure. The recharging of aquifers happens when the water table and its recharge zone is at a higher elevation than the head of the well. So again, it's that elevation thing. Um, You know, if you've ever taken, say, a hose, you can do this where you put a hose in a bucket and raise the bucket up, you can get water to flow out of the hose, even though it's turned upside down because the pressure of the water being higher will cause water to flow. Same type of thing. So that is what an artesian well is and kind of how it works and where it got its name. So why artesian? Some benefits of having artesian water. When you go into the gas station and you see water, this is from an artesian well, whatever. Why? What what difference does it make? Why do we care? So the biggest thing is it's not getting pumped. That is that is a big deal in itself because when you find an underwater aquifer that you need to pump out of, there's sediment that gets in there and the sediment needs to be cleared out. A pump needs to be brought down and the water pumped out of the ground. Okay. With an artesian well, that none of that happens. All of the water that comes up out of the ground is already free of the sediment and, you know, whatever else could possibly be in it. So the other reason is artesian water has a lot of nutrients in it, as well as minerals like magnesium, sodium, and potassium. And because it's already dissolved in the water, our body takes those minerals in very easily, absorbs them and uses them very easily. So there's some benefits of artesian water. Now, let's talk a little bit about Norway Spring. Um, Again, I've lived... I've lived within 15 miles of it for a good portion of my adult life, and I've never been there until last week. So I'm really glad I went. Uh, Most of my friends, they say, well, you've never been to Norway Spring? Well, now I can say I have. And Norway Spring was actually found, that artesian well was found by the Oliver Mining Company. They were drilling for iron ore, and water popped out. So, and that happened in 1903, water popped out in 1903. So, yeah, and they had a sawmill on that site for many years. The sawmill has since gone, and what's there now is a really nice um, rock outcropping, if you will. If you're from the 
if you're looking at it from the highway, there's there's a bunch of flat rocks stacked up, uh, maybe six feet high. And from the highway side, there is water coming out of the top in a waterfall type motion. When you go to the back side, um, there is a cutout in those rocks with a concrete basin with two pipes. Again, one pipe is for uh, like just a drinking fountain, getting a drink of water. And there's another larger pipe pointed down so you can fill up water jugs. We filled up our five-gallon water jug for, uh, for camping. And the water tastes fantastic. It's cold. It's, you know, it's the best water I've ever tasted. Maybe I'm a little biased, but it is really, really great water. It's good for you and it's free. If you are traveling between Norway and Iron Mountain, you can simply pull over on the side of the road and go fill up, you know, just get a drink of water, fill up a water bottle, fill up a water jug, and it flows several gallons a minute. I mean, it's, it's coming out of there at a pretty good clip. So it took maybe a minute, minute and a half to fill up our five gallon water jug, um, you know, while we were getting a drink and messing around too. And also at the Norway spring, there's a, there's a little park. If you go, if you don't take the highway, uh, you know, there's a little spot right on the highway where you can pull off and stay there. If you go one road towards Iron Mountain and turn to the right, you can park there. And there's a couple picnic tables. So you could have a nice little picnic. And that that part is far enough off of the highway that uh, road noise and whatnot wouldn't really bother you. So the Norway Spring, it is a really neat place um, to just stop, even if you just get a drink of water. Or, you know, bring a water bottle in and fill it up. So I looked up some bottled water that is artesian. And this was ranked on a website... It's www.10bestwater.com and then uh, slash brands slash artesian. So I looked it up and I'll give you the top three artesian waters, bottled water. And the first one is Voss. Voss tends to be a little more expensive in the store. It comes in a fancy bottle. But Voss is from artesian wells in Norway. That's the country of Norway in Europe, not Norway, Michigan. Uh, the second one is Fiji. Fiji water comes in the square bottle. Um, not sure why it's square. I wonder if it's a packaging thing. It would make sense. Um, but that actually comes from the South Pacific in the, in the Fiji Islands. So Fiji water is artesian water. And then there's one um, that's that interacts with, with us here in the Midwest. It's Indigo H2O. And it is out of uh, northern Indiana. And the way that artesian well came, and there's a little info on their website about uh, the glaciers that caused the Great Lakes and filled the, you know, filled the lakes and streams around the lakes. So this one actually comes, it's an artesian well that or, originates in Lake Michigan. That's where it gets its positive pressure, I guess. So, and the big thing that Indigo H2O harps on is that they have a pH level of 8.8 which is alkaline. It's basic. You know, a pH of seven is, is perfectly balanced. Anything lower than seven is acidic. Anything higher than that is uh, basic or alkaline. And it gets its pH level, its, its high pH level, if you will, from all the minerals that are in it. And that's, that is uh, very clear on their website. And it's, you know, that's what they promote, the, the 8.8. So I hope you've learned something 
um, about artesian wells. Kind of a neat thing that I never, I never knew about. And hopefully you learned something too. Uh, because it is the third, I am going to plug some of my other podcast episodes. The first one is episode eight, American Flag STEM. Tomorrow is the 4th of July. If you end up listening to this today, why don't you go on in and listen to episode eight just to learn a little bit about the American flag. And I broke it down uh, STEMI wise with, with some math and some other things like that. So the other ones I'm going to give a plug for is it's summer and your kids may be driving you a little batty by now. So I have some ideas for you. First one I'll plug there is episode 12, Anatomy of a Car Ride. If you're going on a car ride for the 4th of July, uh, give episode 12 a quick listen. It might give you some ideas on things to keep your kids occupied uh, without staying on their screens all the time. Uh, some other ones that they can do when it's nice out is episode 3, Spring Break STEM. Some things you can do outside um, along with episode 21, which is 21 things to do this weekend. So there is a pile of ideas between episode three and episode 21. Um, episode 26 is kind of a fun one. I haven't followed through yet. Uh, if you listen to it, you'll know my son wants a basketball hoop and I want him to earn some money. But it's episode 26 is five things kids can do to make money. And then the last one I'll highlight is... We all know that the weather is not always nice. Sometimes it's because it's raining. Sometimes because it is so bloody hot outside, you can't do anything. But you can check out episode 10, Rainy Day STEM. So basically, I just want you to listen to all my podcast episodes. But um, again, episode 8 is American Flag STEM. Episode 3, episode... 21, episode 26 are all things that kids can do outside. Episode 12, listen to that one before you go on a car ride and do yourself a favor. And then if it's rainy out or so hot you can't be outside, check out episode 10. Um, again, artesian wells. That's how we started. That's how we're ending. We talked about the Norway Spring, how, they're, how artesian wells are formed, the benefits of them, and then some bottled water that is artesian, being Voss, Fiji, and Indigo H2O. Obviously, there's a lot more. But those are the top three that we covered, again, from the website. Uh, what was it? It was like top 10. Oh, here we go. I'll give it to you in one second. No, I won't. It was 10bestwaters.com. So... Uh, this is a STEM teacher podcast. I'm your host, John Van Dusen, asking you to keep an open mind and try to learn something new every day. You have been listening to the STEM teacher podcast hosted by John Van Dusen. The STEM teacher podcast is available on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. You can also follow John Van Dusen on Twitter at Mr underscore JVD.